Bardic Community College. Uh, this is Jordan. And I'm Derek. And uh, today we are going to be doing what no two white men should be doing. We're going to be reviewing hip-hop <laughs> albums. How awesome is that? <laughs> I- I'm just going to... Gonna leave now while the getting's good. I mean, well, that's the show, folks. We did it. <laughs> Stage left. Uh, so uh, we may have. I think we referenced this before when we did Metallica. Um, but uh, I mentioned that uh, uh, Derek is not a very big hip hop fan, um, or at least his immersion in the genre is not very deep. And I was like, you know what? Let's give him some MF Doom to talk about. So, no, uh, sirree, but uh, I've been listening I to guess... the Doom since Doomsday came out, which was in 99. Um, so I'm kind of an old hip hop fan. Like, I listened to a lot of uh, Wu Tang, Eric B. and Rakim, Slick Rick, uh, further on, Outcast, uh, all, all sorts of stuff. So, give me, uh, give me your little bit of hip hop knowledge, Derek. Give me, spin me a song. Um, I mean, there was a lot of kind of rap and hip-hop that, you know, like kind of had a little bit of osmosis through when I was in middle and high school. Because you'd hear it on the radio or the bus or whatever. And, you know, and eventually I was just kind of in my own bubble listening to whatever I wanted to. But I could pick up a little bit of that. Um, you know, it, it there was never really a big – I never really had a big in- – interest if you ask me today like who's your favorite uh if you ask me who is like my favorite rapper or anything Elvis. like that yes <laughs> um, well there's a part of me that would joke weird al yankovic and there which like, is which is almost valid after his last decade of actual work but i get it <clears throat> <laughs> but if you were to like actually um if I were to actually pick, like, I don't know, somebody who might have actual cred, I don't know, um, maybe Eminem or, but I think that's, I think that mostly speaks to my lack of knowledge in the genre that he's the really only, and, you know, a white dude. Yeah, well, I mean, and believe it or not, there are tons of very good white rappers. Um, like, you've got Slug from Atmosphere, um, actually, pretty much everybody that MF Doom's current label, so he's on... Um, Rhyme Sayers, which was founded by uh, Atmosphere and a couple of other groups. Um, and a lot of them are Caucasian rappers from Minneapolis and St. Paul. Um, like they have Prof, they have uh, a whole bunch, of, a slew of people. Um, so let's get into the long and short of it. So MF Doom um, started uh, in a group with his younger brother. Uh, in a group called uh, Cam D and 88. So he's been around. <laughs> uh, he is. He was born in the UK, although listening to him rap, you would have no idea unless someone told you. Uh, he's very uh, accent neutral. Um, I've heard, you know, it's funny. Um, it's KF... It's KFD, right? KMD, yeah. KMD, shoot. That name I'm pretty sure I'd actually heard before. And from the looks of it, doing what little research I've done, that was kind of a big big deal that got kind of a cult status. Oh, yeah. KMD was... uh, So it's causing much damage. Um, 
And it was uh, the two brothers and I believe an MC that went by Rodan, which you'll get into more Godzilla references with King Ghidorah later. But um, yeah. but yeah, really? they, they yeah. started in the early, the late 80s, early 90s. And they've never really, like, they released Black Bastards, which were, uh, had a very interesting character. Uh, yeah. I've seen that cover. Yeah, it was a god. Yeah, it was the 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 black sambo um, being hanged in a game of hangman. Uh, So it was, and that was actually uh, created by um, uh, Dumil, by Daniel Dumil, who otherwise known as MF Doom. So that was something he designed, which is, you know, this was ninety three. So things were fucking crazy. Like, this was pre a lot of... This was, like, post the major racial movements, but, like, you still had at least one race riot to go. Oh, oh yeah. Um, You know, I can't... I can't really speak to knowing too much of the climate at the time, but this is when you kind of start having East and West get... East and West rap get pretty big. This is... We're moving away from, like, the... Yeah, 93 was the the start of, like, well, I mean, you had, like, Cool Mo D, you had the Beastie Boys, like, you had, like, the not exactly gangster rap side, which was uh, primarily East Coast, but you had some on the West, Um, and then you had groups like KMD who were definitely out to make a motion for themselves. So we're gonna fast forward eight years, seven years, something like that, I can't do math, it's 99. So, uh, Daniel Jamil, uh, comes out as MF Doom. Um, he starts wearing a, at the time, it was a gladiator mask, uh, from the movie Gladiator, uh, kind of rounded to look like a Dr. Doom mask from Marvel, uh, comics. Mm-hmm. I think everybody knows who Dr. Doom is. I don't think we really need to wax on that one. Um, so the big deal being, um, he's always really operated to some amount of anonymity. Um, he's very private. He doesn't really do a whole lot of interviews. Um, even if you look him up, like he has them, they're just, they're kind of far and few between. Um, he definitely keeps out of the limelight. And most of the time he kind of just ignores what other artists are doing. Although he is very critical of current musical culture. Um, that is, <laughs> that is something that he is the, that is the first thing he is up to stuff people on is like, if, if you are a quote unquote whack rapper, he will put you on fucking blast. <laughs> um, so there's a there's a so Operation Doomsday comes out and it is definitely not his most successful album. I think uh, it didn't actually start getting any accolades until uh, later in two thousand. No, not at all. Didn't even touch the charts. Uh, like, the first time it got any mention was Hip Hop Connection gave it uh, the number three of 100 Greatest Rap Albums from 95 to 2005. That was the first time it made any award anywhere, and it was a U.S. article. It was a U.S. media company. So, like, no. And he is not... He is, And he has never really charted. I think Mad Villainy may have, but I would have to actually look at the numbers to make I sure. Think that, I think I... I... I could be totally wrong, but I think that might be the first one that I actually charted. I'm looking at his Wikipedia right now, which 
Uh, yeah. Using Wikipedia as a source. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it did chart. So the original release for Mad Villainy was uh, it did 179 on the U.S. Billboard 200. Hey, it's something. So, uh, but I mean, there's starting in like the early 2000s and, and, and mid uh, 20 aughts, um, you had a lot of hip hop, both musicians and production um so like you had stone's throw you had uh, uh mad lib you had jay dilla uh rest in peace that's my dude uh god i love jay dilla's sound um so you had uh peanut butter wolf which is inevitably uh where a lot of groups came from quasimodo uh, you had odd future you had uh, the 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 oddball himself tyler the creator really start getting popular in like the late 20 aughts. Um, but MF Doom really kind of hammered that with his stamp way before those guys got started. Um, so just going on to, so I guess we'll just start on the album, right? Like why did we pick these albums that we did? Um, and I, what, what, none of this we shit. Why did Jordan <laughs> pick these albums? Well, I mean, I guess if we're being fair. <laughs> So, um, Doomsday, we picked, I picked, we'll say the Royal Wing, um, because it was, it was his intro album and going back to it, um, you see a lot of value in both, uh, production craft and lyrical. Um, MF Doom is very often referred to as one of the highest word count rappers just in the business. Um, there are only a handful that are above him, um, I don't ever remember the guy's name. He does have a very strong vocabulary. It is, like it is a... If, if I could immediately praise him for anything, he's got a good vocabulary, and he... Word count is, like, you know, he keeps it going. Yeah, and, and he knows how to... You don't get, like, heart, start... Like, you don't get the really basics of rhyme schemes with him. You get very literary references, for the most part in very interesting ways i think as we all as we all know hanna-barbera cartoons and the, fan, the fantastic four are among the highest literary illusions we can aspire to it's true uh i think one of the only rappers who consistently outwords him is like aesop rock and that dude's vocabulary is unchartable like he is widely considered one of the best worded rappers ever um but going back to doom to quote uh, a song that we'll get to later. Uh, he's got more lyrics than the church got ooh lords, which is true. Um, so we picked Doomsday as sort of his foray into uh, this moniker, this MF Doom thing. Uh, we picked Mad Villainy um, because it was his first commercial success. Um, and it is one of... Uh, he did do it with producer Mad Lib, which is why it's called Mad Villainy. Um... And it is, I think, widely considered one of the best hip-hop albums, just kind of casually. Um, most hip-hop heads will agree that it's it's pretty good, um, both in production and uh, lyrical content. And even the way the songs are sort of uh, put together, like the, the flow of the album is very listenable. Um, we did, uh, for all you weirdos out there, we did Take Me to Your Leader, uh, which is King Ghidorah. Um, and King Ghidorah is, uh, his Godzilla moniker, um, 
but they do tend to put a lot of uh, guest spots on these. Um, it's usually four or five of the guys that do um, the Monster Islands ours, uh, like MF Grimm, uh, King Ghidorah, which is MF Doom. You've got uh, Rodan comes back for a couple of tracks. Uh, Mr. Fantastic with a K, uh, if you want to get back to it. Uh, we're doing Fantastic Four all day, buddy. Um, so this was his uh, sort of experimental album where he wanted to do things uh, very out of step with what was coming out. And this came out in 2003, so you were in the middle of like the boy, you were at the, the post end of the boy band craze, you had the screamo and uh, post hardcore scene kind of getting mainstream play. Well, you're also in the heyday of butt rock. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're, yeah, you're you're on the back end of Lincoln Biscuit, and, and and not that Lincoln Park I would consider butt rock, but they are very much a kind of a casualty of that era. I mean, at what two thousand three and four is when you start having Nickelback have high charting hits. It's when well, it's when when rock became very overproduced and samey. Uh, coincidentally, it's also when country took the same turn. Who knew? Um, isn't is two thousand four also the year of Big and Rich? I believe so. The who and or is two thousand three or four when you had the Toby Keith Nelly crossover? Oh man, I forgot that even happened. Uh, and you have you have cursed me, uh, sweet Jesus Christ! I hate you. That, that's a complete tangent. Uh, oh, man, me. that's rough. But we can, we can see the origins of what we have for Modern Mainstream all the way back in 2003. Correct. And so uh, the last album we picked was um, The Mouse and the Mask, which was the Adult Swim collaboration with Epitaph, um, which is a punk label, in case anybody was curious. If you gathered anything, MF Doom releases on pretty much anybody that will post it. Um, so this is MF Doom and Danger Mouse, who you will recognize from, I don't know, Pickett. He did Gnarls Barkley with CeeLo Green. Uh, he produced Demon Days with the Gorillas. Uh, he did Beck's Modern Guilt. He's worked with the Black Keys, Nora Jones, ASAP Rocky, Adele. Um, I mean, the guy is probably one of the most successful music producers in the last 20 years. Like, it's absolutely insane. Um, so this is the, the pool we're getting from, and we're going to try to make this one a little lighter because this isn't really Derek's uh, plain white I'm toast with avocado. Like, like, <laughs> uh, this is like my, uh, this, I mean, this this is all completely new to me. This is like 100% uncharted territory for <laughs> So give me, uh, so we'll go album to album, and uh, I want to hear sort of what you thought. So Doomsday is up first. So Operation Doomsday was in 1999. So what was your overall right. kind of digestion of this one? All right. So the first one that I listened to was not this one. It was actually the, the one we called the Adult Swim. So Danger Doom or whatever. Yeah. Mouse in the Mask. Uh, Mouse in the Mask. But... Operation Doomsday was, I want to say, the third one I booted up. Because uh, I think I did the King Ghidorah one after that. But Well, who's not attracted to um, that? So I get it. Um, so, first off, and I'm going to be repeating this a lot, I love the sampling. This guy has, like, 
this guy uses sample uses the samples in really really interesting and funny ways. And for the most part, in all of Operation Doomsday, he's using a Hanna Barbera and uh, the old Fantastic Four cartoon. Which is is that by Hanna Barbera too, or is that by Nirvana? I want to say it was Nirvana, but I would have to look that up. I honestly couldn't tell you, like, um, hand to God. But yeah, I mean, I, so you see a lot of yeah. unique samples that. I mean, who in 99 is using Hanna-Barbera samples to... Like, the whole, and, you know, the whole, and, you know, up until this point, I would kind of say that in my journey through MF Doom, you know, I was smiling at the references, and I was, you know, kind of getting a kick out of, like, the, the sampling from Adult Swim and stuff like that. But it really wasn't until Hey, which is, like, the 12th track on this album, that I kind of got it. Like it kind of all it kind of clicked for me where I'm like, okay, I really gotta get it because this is this is really using the sample, which from that song in particular, it's the kind of weird or it's the weird orchestrated like background music you hear in Scooby, and with a bunch of uh, the lines sampled like uh, like Scooby Doo going I can't even remember but there's a Scooby Doo sample there's the hey from all the all the Scooby Gang at once. Um, and I think it was that where I really kind of got it. And and Doomsday definitely has sort of an order of operation. Like they, he uses the Fantastic Four samples as like placeholders between songs. So like mm-hmm. all of the skits are like weird amalgamations of old Fantastic Four episodes, and it's very bizarre. I kind of love it. Um, it's like. Um... It, 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 it like the mix of that going into the going into the rap is you know was kind of disarming at first and it really just kind of it doesn't lose its charm to me it definitely it definitely works it kind of reminds me a lot of, of the avalanches yeah um, um definitely a little more uh, r and kind of style like funk um and again it's really hard to kind of tell with op- I, I specifically mean the use of samples with the yeah so don't like yeah i i honestly don't really have any real frame of reference for them either i just know of them for a couple of their songs um but with the case of this um when he's not using background music or specific stuff from the hanna-barbera cartoons it's got some you know pretty solid beats with um and again, for the lack of lack of me having much of a background, it does sound kind of R and B, kind of like straightforward. But you know, he's not really. But what I never really got, like for example, into a lot of the hard '90s uh, rap stuff. I think because of the lyrical content and um. It always kind of felt repetitive, but with this, there's, you know, it's not an end again, there's the novelty of the samples mixing it in, but it really did kind of hit me after a while, you know, there's some really strong work here. Yeah, and and Doom tends to not rely on a lot of the same uh, bar hook, bar hook, bar hook, bar hook. Um, like, like you pointed out, there is... There is a forward motion pretty much in every song he writes, with a couple of exceptions. Um, he doesn't write hooks. 
Like, and I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, I was going to ask you about it. Um, that's actually funny to think, because that's actually something that... Uh, like, that's something I was kind of thinking, but didn't have a really good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, like, he, he writes... Uh, he just writes bars. He just rhymes until he's done. There's no... We're going to have a, a, a hook and a reverb here. We're not. We're going to have a harmony. We're going to have like something to sell the radio, and then go back to rapping. He just keeps rapping. He doesn't stop, and it's something that is very disarming if you don't know a whole lot about uh, non-industry hip hop. Um, there are a lot of artists, uh, mostly too many to really get into without clouding the pool, because um, we'll focus down on this more or less. Um, so. Operation Doomsday was his first one. You get a lot of sampling, uh, very intelligently done, uh, because he's kind of framing a theme uh, sort of with his moniker. So that's why this works the way it does. So Hey was the was the song that sort of clicked. That was the one where you listen to it and you're like, well, and, I got it. And it's funny, it's funny to me, the sampling kind of takes the place of having like a hook, mm -hmm. you know, and it's the thing that, I then think back to when I'm thinking of the song, like, oh, that's that's the bit with the uh, Scooby-Doo stuff, or that's the bit that has, um, like, that's the bit that in that starts with the Doctor Doom going on about escaping from a trap or something, you know? Yeah, and it's not necessarily and, something that you're used to in regular music by any well, stretch and, of the imagination. And, you know, coming from a guy who really likes album, like, album-oriented rock, who's somebody who likes kind of hearing everything that an album has and the big thing to me is that it's sometimes you kind of feel like the tracks blend together and i kind of felt that for most of the works um this one in particular but that's kind of it, it kind of really works i guess <laughs> because this was the kind of thing where and uh, for those listening at home um I didn't listen to these once. What I did was is I listened to them like kind of like off and on, like bop 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 bop. And then before doing before having our big talk today, I went out and listened to everything again. And that I kind of just I, I think I could find myself turning this on in the background. Yeah, there's this is he definitely has a style where multiple listens are definitely worth it. He's not one of those artists where, like, what you get in the beginning is sort of the depth of the album. Um, you're always going to hear something a little different. Um, he, like I said, lyrically very depthy. Um, so you're always going to sort of hear a different reference sometimes. Um, and I've, I mean, I, like I said, I've been listening to him for uh, 20 years. And there are still times where I'll listen to a song and be like, I didn't know he said that. Um, and it just happens. Would you like, like, he kind of is in the same space as, like, a nerd, like, a nerd rap, or nerd rock, or nerd... I, like. I would lean away from it just because, um, he does sort of fall into more of, like, the grimy hip-hop. Um, I would definitely not really put him in a nerd core. I would say he has inspirations in nerd culture, um, just because you hear it a lot. I mean, he'll break out with stuff like, like, he'll reference Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> yeah, he is, he is a big, the, the biggest thing about, um, hip-hop especially is it tends to be a culture of the time, um, so there are references, oh, yeah. uh, very uniquely, 
um, that you will not get if you didn't either live through that period or have some kind of grasp of when it happened. Um, but that's just kind of music as a whole. Like, there are a lot of genres that do that. Um, so, Operation Doomsday, give me, what were your top three tracks? Which ones did you like the most? Hey, probably the one that I resonated the most with. Um, probably rhymes with di rhymes like dimes. Yeah, rhymes like dimes is a very popular doom track, but it, it's for a reason. It is a significant song. Probably red and gold. I like. You like red and gold? All right. And then this is the I, first. I like how, this is yeah. the first track that he actually sort of did in his King Ghidorah style. So you see a lot of bite back when you listen to Take Me to Your Leader. Like, this is sort of the audible style that he's going for on that. And this is just sort of the prologue to it. I don't want to include, like, all the, the little skit parts. I mean, you can pick a favorite skit. It's like Kanye. Everybody's got one. Yeah, it's kind of cheating, but I'd probably say Doom Are You Awake. Doom Are You Awake is an amazing skit. <laughs> well, it's like, like you can't discount skits. Yeah, some rappers um, can overvalue uh, you know, I don't necessarily like have a have a barometer for this sort of thing. So, um, just as a heads up, skits in hip hop are a big deal. They've always been a big deal. Usually, you have a, a comedian or a friend or some interesting set of samples or instrumental that you really want to do. Um, Kanye West is sort of famous for it with uh, Bernie Mac. Um, which, if you have never heard Kanye West's Bernie Mac skits, uh, I miss that man so much. Uh, because he was an absolute gem, not as a person by himself, because that goes beyond. Apparently the dude was, like, wild nice to everybody in his life. Um, but that motherfucker was funny. Holy <laughs> shit, Bernie Mac was funny. Um, Alright, so Doomsday for me is... Um, it's not really my first foray into alternative rap or non-industry hip-hop. Um, like, I listen to a lot of, like, KRS-One, uh, BC Boys, so, like, there's a lot of little stuff that now you look at and you go, well, they're really popular, and you're like, eh, not... At the time, hip-hop didn't really swing that way. <laughs> so, um, so, I would say Rhymes Like Dimes is... I'm probably tied with it and go with the flow for my favorite. Um, Go With The Flow has a little bit of a learning curve to it, though. Um, it, it's a very different song than a lot of the I album. I think I'll have to go back to that one. Yeah, it's it's good on the album. And I will go ahead and, and, and be the guy to admit, Operation Doomsday is not my favorite Doom album. Um, I like it a lot, but it is not the one that, like, if I'm like, man, I'm feeling in a Doom mood, this is not the one I go to. Um, the mic was good. Operation Greenbacks was good. Hey is probably... I, I would put Hey really, really high <laughs> on the album just because... It is the first one where it's sort of cohesive. Um, like, Rhymes Like Dimes is sort of a, a bar escapade for him. Uh, Doomsday is good, too. Um, uh, the, the girl, the Pebbles the Invisible Girl, I believe, is the, the other vocalist on this. And uh, she turns out well. Um, and then you've got stuff like Who Do You Think I Am, which is uh, the biggest accompanying one. So it's got Kong, King Ghidorah, which is MF Doom, Kamakaris, Megalon, Rodan, and King's. Well, they ain't no Wu Tang. You ain't done nothing until you've seen the Wu Tang live. There are just 13 people on stage yelling at you. And you're like, all right, I don't know what the hell's going on, but this is so, great. 
They're the ska band of rap. The ska band of rap, yes. Except they don't have a horn section, unless you get in the right production. So, um, Doomsday is my second favorite Doom album. Um, I don't know where you would put it probably first. Um, having listened to all of them, this is probably the first one I would turn back on. So, I think with a, I think with a, that probably makes it my favorite, um, again, and I have to make this very very clear for the listeners at home. This is just not, you know, my thing exactly. I still got to find exactly what kind of sound I would be looking for for rap and hip hop. But for the sake of me listening to it, Operation Doomsday was pretty good. It's, it's not necessarily something I'm going to go back to a lot, but I like having it my back pocket yeah there is definitely a feel um it is a mood to quote uh the young it is it is definitely (laughs) a mood (laughs) yeah because like you it's uh, doom isn't something you take off and go you know what i just feel like relaxing and listening to doom because it's just not gonna happen you're not gonna get that way um so chronologically we're gonna move on um so we're going from 99 to 2003 which was take me to your leader which is his first king Ghidorah album um okay this is where things get fucking weird. So I was actually going to say, that's that was kind of the vibe I got from this one, because this was the second one I listened to, and I was just, again, the sampling I was totally down for. Uh, you know, I, I totally like hearing that stuff set to the, the kind of uh, beat in the background. Um but it was weird. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's intentional. So um, Doom wrote this album as sort also, of... Okay. Sorry. I was going to say, it also only really has Tim on a few tracks. Yeah, this is this is his producing album. This is him getting kind of into his music roots and kind of giving um, some of his other buddies kind of a mic. Um, it's a 40-minute album. Pretty much every song on it has a feature. Um, I think there are only three or four that don't. You can at me if you want, but I I don't care. Um, um, It is all produced by MF and uh, a producer named E. Mason. Um, The Godzilla samples on this album are wild as fuck. They They are gold. It is such a bizarre experience to be in the middle of like phasers or monster zero or even final hour monster zero is monster zero descending from space yeah monster zero is an experience so this i would not recommend this as like your first foray into doom it is intentionally done differently and it is sort of a group think kind of thing um there's a lot of godzilla theming there's a lot of Godzilla <laughs> wordplay. It gets if you're not into that kind of shtick, this ain't gonna be your shit. Don't. I mean, that was kind of the thing. We're on the second listen. I sort of got it. You know, I sort of got the. You know, I I was kind of just trying to catch as many of the Godzilla nods as I could. Yeah, and and it is pretty hailed as one of the weirdest fucking rap albums ever made. Like it is just agreed as odd. Um. But it's listenable. So, like, there are a lot of features. Um, you've got, like, Lockjaw, which is really good. Uh, no Snakes Alive is a surprisingly good <laughs> song. 
<laughs> um, Monster Zero is probably like Monster Zero is probably like my marquee song for the whole thing, but that's because the sampling on it is absolutely. I was insane. gonna say that's that's probably the main one from this album I would go back to. Yeah, Monster Zero is, and it's a long ass song. It's like five minutes and change, yes. I think. It is insane because like it doesn't feel like it. Like you sort of, you sort of just let the song carry you, and the beats are good. And the sampling is amazing, and it's got this weird kind of storytelling element to it. You're like, all right, I guess I could get down on this, although it's fucking weird. Take Me to Your Leader is kind of in the same... Yeah, Take Me to Your Leader is in the same vein. Like, honestly, anything to do with, like, as long as it's just him sort of doing it. Um, The fine print is pretty good. Uh, One Smart N-Word. Yep, I did it. I said it. Uh, is an interesting song um, just because uh, the sampling on it is good, but it's actually got a really solid beat. Um, it is a, a very well put together song. The rhyming on it is eh, but like there aren't any lines on "Take Me to Your Leader" as a whole where I'm like, "All right, this is this is really good." Um, I mean, the main the main takeaway from the album is that, with the exception of like one track, the entire album was produced and arranged and written by Doom, which is, you don't, there aren't many people that can say that, (laughs) that you have done one album completely by yourself, much less multiple albums by yourself. So what was your Ghidorah takeaway? Give me your weird. Um, let's see. Probably, so, so like, Next Levels through Antimatter, like, after Monster Zero, those three I kind of zone out. <laughs> it's It's got a little bit of mid-album drop. It, it's got some doldrums. Um, Although Antimatter is surprisingly good, but it's I feel like it's a little long. Um, phasers, eh. Yeah, Phasers is not a very strong one. I agree with that. Fast Lane's good, though. Crazy World's fine. I, honestly, and those are really the only ones that I have much of an opinion on, I would say. I don't, like... I honestly don't really remember much of the others. Um, looking at the track list, like, the 12th track, as you mentioned, um, I don't know. I, like, I don't really have much to say on it. Which is, believe it or not, a very common occurrence. Uh Take Me to Your Leader is a weird fucking album. <laughs> there is nothing you're ever going to be able to do. Like, it just... It just exists. It's sort of like this weird sci-fi film that happens <laughs> on a hip-hop track, and you're like, alright, I guess. I, again, I might go... Like I said, I'd probably go back and listen to Monster Zero just kind of out of the rest of... Like, just out of context. Monster Zero is just such a good track, though. <laughs> Like, it is easily one of the best tracks he's produced ever, and and even his bars on it are good. Um, Alright, so, Take Me to Your Leader. Take it or leave it. I would never tell you to listen to it first. It's very good, um, but this isn't, if you're not into hip-hop, this isn't gonna, this isn't gonna get you. Like, this is just too out there to really pull you in. Um, so now we're going to um, what I would consider currently his magnum opus. Like, we're gonna go to 2004, uh, Stone's Throw Records, which was uh, owned by Madlib, uh, which coincidentally also uh, 
owns most of the uh, Blue Note records. Uh, he has a lot of family that existed or that uh, owned a lot of the original masters uh, for Blue Note mm -hmm. stuff. And uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Blue Note Records was very popular and famous for early jazz, uh, blues, and R&B artists. Um, his uh, dad was Otis Jackson, uh, who is a, a pretty successful uh, musician. His uncle is uh, jazz trumpeter John Faddis, who doesn't mean anything if you don't know jazz, but like there's, there's a lot. And uh, so Peanut Butter Wolf uh, got on to Mad Lib uh, and they sort of form Stones Throw. I believe Peanut Butter probably found it at first, but like Madlib is the guy that made everything important. Um, he's also from Oxnard, uh, California, which is uh, famously uh, where a lot of modern jazz-inspired rappers come from. Uh, mm -hmm. If you look it up, there are dozens. Um, so let's get into Mad Villain. So this was... This is by far my favorite album, Barn. Um, I have, I can quote most of it. I feel like the majority of the album is listenable. Um, there are a couple of instrumentals that don't quite fit, uh, but for the most part, the, the best songs on this album make up for them subpar songs. So <laughs> run me down, Derek. How did you feel? Um, so I was going to say that I think it's, so, again, me listening to it, the first time I listened to this album, I, I was really, it was at first really weird because all the songs on it are really short. Correct. So I, I think was, the longest song is like three minutes, three and a half, something like that. Just about four. Just and there's, four. yeah, and there's, which is a, <laughs> a wild run. Um, yeah, there's there's so, two tracks that are four minutes, and the rest of them are like a minute and a half to two minutes. They're so very short. I will say, I will say the ones the ones that are specifically instrumentals, "Do Not Fire," "Sick Fit," um, "Super Villain theme, theme," which is really good, but it's short. Those were great in the first run through. "America's Most Blunted," which is the longest song, as I mentioned. Pretty good. Uh, I think Rhinestone Cowboy is actually the longest, uh, but only by a couple of seconds. Oh, just by, by five seconds. Yeah. I was just looking like that. I, you know, I kind of like that one, too. Rhinestone Cowboy is uh, good. So give me give me your rundown. Listening the, to this, walk me through it. How did you feel? Well, like I said, um, started off, you know, with all the, the kind of short songs, it, you know, it again, it kind of just wasn't grabbing me. Like... Sometimes it kind of feels like they get started and don't really go anywhere. Like you were mentioning, there's a lack of hooks. He doesn't, you know. There are none on this yeah. album. It does. Okay, so America's Most Blooded has a quasi hook, but it's also built into the beat. Um, but for the most part, there's not a hook on this. And that at first was really hard for me to get used to. It's a, it's a different format. You're not used well, to it. You know, it, it, I mean, you know, my favorite, my favorite mute, my favorite songs are the kind of thing that go on for eight minutes and have a guitar solo and a time signature change. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of, this is, this is definitely way out of my ballpark, but um, it was villains. I actually like that one starts off pretty good um 
I'm just looking at the track list. Uh, it doesn't really pick up for me until Raid. Ooh, um, you don't like Accordion? Accordion is an insane track. I'm gonna have to go back to it on your word because the first time I listened to it, I was like, "It's uh, Accordion is probably uh, in my top three songs for the album. Meat Grinder is also very good, but I would not say I could listen to it more than a handful of times. Um, Bistro and Raid are both fine, but they're not amazing. Uh, America's Most Wanted is uh, <laughs> it is so uh, Quasimodo, or I think he's featured on there as Lord Quas. Uh, yeah. Surprise. That's Madlib, who has 15 AKAs. Who knew? Well, I was going to say, how many does uh, MF Doom have? Um, well, his AKAs are always done as a uh, production thing. Um, so he, if he's on a different album with a different name, he has a very specific vibe that he's going for. Whereas uh, Madlib has like 18 different versions of Quasimodo, and you're like, I guess this is all the same dude. Um, the sick fit good. Um, rainbows. Rainbows and curls aren't super memorable. No. It it has a it has a bit of a mid album doldrum. It definitely does. Um, I would say from sick fit to money folder is kind of. Eh. Um, oh, I like Sick Fit and I like Do Not Fire. The Like I said, the instrumental tracks I actually really like. Um, yeah, well, I mean, you're, you're talking about, like, Doom and Mad Lib are probably two of my favorite production artists that are still living. Um, so there's a lot that goes into these songs, and you can hear it in the instrumentals. I want to say I like Shadows of Tomorrow. I remember, like, that was one that stuck out to me the first time. But yeah, it's I, fine. Like, I can't, I couldn't honestly tell you too much about it other than, yeah, that one was fine. Um, I don't even remember Operation Lifesaver. Nobody does. It's not a great track. Um, Hardcore Hustle. And whoa, 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 whoa! You're not skipping Figaro. Figaro. Figaro is my favorite song on this album. Is it really? It absolutely <laughs> is. Um, because it's got an incredibly unique rhyme scheme, and the way the beat sort of swings back and forth is very unique. Um, I, I like how that track produces itself, and I like sort of the flow of that track a lot. I would absolutely, if you're going to get into MF Doom, listen to Figaro first and see if you dig it. Um, it is very unique. He doesn't do that style a lot, but it is very interesting. And a lot of our, a lot of rappers sort of either go for speed or hook. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of rhyming word vomit on this one, so it kind of catches you off guard. Um, but listening to it a couple of times, you definitely get it. It is a very strong well, song. Well, I was going to say, it's very rapid fire. It is. It is a lot very it's quickly. Like, it was like, maybe if I, you know, maybe on the third time around, it'll click for me. Yeah, Figaro is uh, very good. And it's also got uh, some of the best. It has got the best line that has ever been used to describe MF Doom in existence, which is the best MC with no chain you ever heard. <laughs> like it's so good uh and i believe uh god it's got so many good lines in it like and he's like come on he's like wait do you see him live on the piano doom seems soprano like una duociano which is 
a throwback classical reference that you will not, you just won't get. <laughs> but it's, there's so much that's going on. And, uh, what was the one? Offsides, like how Worf rides with Starfleet? Like, there's some Trekkie cred in here that's pretty yeah, sweet. I mean, that part's impressive. It just didn't get me. Yeah, I get you. I get you. There, there's, there's definitely a, a trick to it. Um, so hardcore hustle was fine. You said uh, strange ways. I'm, I go through periods where I'm all about strange ways, and then sometimes I'm really tired of it. Um, let's see. Eh, fancy clown. Not great. It's eh. good, but it's not amazing. Um, I. I think this one kind of caught me, but the one after it, supervillain theme, was definitely the... Yeah, the the marquee yeah. track that most people get out of this one is the following, which is All Caps. All Caps is good. Well, All Caps is probably the most approachable MF Doom song you can get. It's got a very solid beat, it's got a couple of really good samples in it, and it's a fun song. Like, it is a fun-ass song. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's so much going on in it. And the music video uh, was animated at, uh, by James Rotano, who, it looks like a Silver Age Marvel comic book. So if you want to watch something bizarre, watch the music video. Like, it looks like throwback, like, Spider-Man, almost, with the animation. It's, it's very cool. Um, so we got Great Day, and then Rhinestone Cowboy, which is the go-home, um, which is a very bizarre song. <laughs> I kind of dug it. <laughs> it's very good, uh, but it's very, very bizarre. Um, so this one is, and despite me saying that there, there is, it has a little bit of doldrums in it, you can listen to this album in a sitting. It's not 50 minutes long. That's, uh, I mean, that like, that's both to me kind of a good and bad thing, because it's like, it's, 40 mi- it's 42 minutes long, or 46. Sorry. Yeah, I think it's 46. Um uh, <sighs> But I feel like, you know, you don't tend to take, like, I, you know, first time listening to it, it was hard to keep track sometimes of when it started to sit in. Yeah, and some of the songs that you get really attached to are over very, very quickly. Like, and it's one of those things where... Like a supervillain theme. Yeah, like, there there are just some things where you're not going to get more. So you kind of get left with this kind of hunger for some of these songs. Honestly, you were talking about accordion earlier. Um, like, I liked the It Was villains. I liked the way that was going, so when it shifted to accordion, I was like, oh. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, you don't, you, you're, you find something you really like on this album, and, and there's just not enough. You get just that, that taste of it, and then it's gone. Now, yeah, popular opinion, by the way, is gonna, you know, completely treats me, you know, as totally wrong, because this is one of the most beloved, I guess, hip-hop albums ever. Um, it, it makes a lot of lists. Um, yeah, it, it is just done very strongly. Um, and it was his first commercial success. It was the first album he ever put out that actually charted. That wasn't, you know, KMD, but that wasn't entirely up to him. Um, yeah, it... I think this is the fourth one I listened to, because... I think at this point the last one let's see the last one i did of the ones you sent me um mad villainy was after operation doom and or Operation doomsday um let's see 
Yeah, I think I listened to this one fourth, and I don't know. It, it you know, it's it's just not my thing, <laughs> and I'm. Which is perfectly fine. Like everybody, everybody has a speed. Everybody has a time. You're gonna like some things more than others. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Like I may, I may give people shit for liking shit music, in my opinion. But if it makes you happy and you like listening to it, just fucking listen to whatever you want. Unless it's Nickelback, and I will yell at you for fucking hours. Look at this, growl. Um, so, end result, um, Mad Villainy is very polarizing. A lot of people do consider it an instant classic, and then there are a lot of people who just don't really click with it. Um, like, Derek really, really likes Doomsday, which is not a very approachable album for new hip-hop listeners, but he got it. I think it's, I think it's, the, I think it's because it's weird. I yeah. think it's, like, it, it hits something for me in a weird spot, because it's like... I appreciate the novelty of it, which is probably, you know, whereas this is maybe a little closer to a standard rap hip-hop album, kind of. Like, it's a little more out of my territory. Yeah, which is fine. Like, I I definitely um, took you out of your comfort zone for this one, and I'm proud of you for getting into it. Um, So we are going to get... Weird. Geeter was weird. We're gonna get odd. So the mouse and the mask, uh, Danger right. Doom, was uh, <laughs> released on Epitaph, which is a punk label, um, and it was produced with uh, Adult Swim. Um, I was gonna say, do they do? The, was this ever used as a bumper on Adult Swim or something uh, like that? Constantly. Yeah. So it was. It was a bump is, all the time. Is, this is actually probably the first danger or the first uh, MF Doom I ever like, and I'm not even subconsciously thinking about it because. So, you know, another thing about listening to this guy that I did that kind of brought me back a little bit was it reminded me a lot of was of like when I turn on Adult Swim, like when I was 12 or whatever, you know, and I didn't understand what was going on. I still don't understand what's going on with some of those shows. But, I, I mean, that's just, a, that's just how you live. Um, but, um, like, I, you know, I, I could kind of recognize the feeling of it. Like, maybe not any one specific song or one specific beat, but I could kind of, you could, you know, I could, I could get the feel for it. It reminded me also a lot of listening to Toonami. Like, when you hear the bumpers on Toonami, yeah. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I could be totally wrong on that. So uh, uh, let's uh, let's get into the direction of it. So start to finish, how'd you, how, how did it flow for you? <laughs> Besides a little weird. Um, so this one, this is the first one I checked out because uh, it's because it's got Adult Swim on it. Um and I immediately, this was, uh, this was honestly like a, every other track I was kind of laughing my ass off. <laughs> yeah, and they had a lot of Adult Swim and Tuna, or they had a lot of Adult Swim um, guys from, uh, was it Williamson Street? Yes. Um, they had um, a lot of voice like, talent come in well, and do specific samples. Is, well, yeah, a lot of the dialogue is original. Like, um, you have, <laughs> who the fuck is, uh, 
Dana Gold, I think, is Master Sheik. Like, that's... Yeah, on, uh, on, no, none of it is in an episode. So on El Chupanibre, yeah, right, which is one of the better tracks on it, you have Master Sheik at the end, like, leaving Doom a, <laughs> a voicemail about he's an awesome rapper yeah, and he's a little uh, upset that he's working with other people. Yeah, you have my you have my number five. <laughs> yeah, like there's there's some bizarre stuff that comes out of it. And El Chupanibre is a great track. It's got good bars, the beat's solid. Um, but then we go into my favorite one. Well, tied for my favorite, which is Sofa King. So not only does this have probably the best climax of any hip hop song I have ever heard, which it, it literally so it starts with uh, BillyWitchDoctor.com from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Mm-hmm doing the, the super mega chicken. And at the very end, he's like, you know, please repeat after me. And then at the very end, you have MF Doom yelling, I am Sofa King, we Todd Ed. And it ends with the, the back end of that sample. But it is an amazing track. The beat is gold. Sofa and- King does have a really, really strong beat. And it has a really, really... Um, it has a... It has a really strong, like, how do I put it? Um, it has a really good back and forth. Yeah, he, he has a very, it, it's kind of that pendulum flow that you sort of get used to him. Because, like, sometimes he's just making words, and then other times he's going really fast making words. And then, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of, so wordplay-wise, this isn't my favorite song on the album. Um, but the... The go home, the last like four bars are probably my favorite, because uh, he's just—it's such a bizarre set of words. But it said, "Go for the blank." He got bled. I jam overstings, oversting sea spots red. I am sofa king. We Todd Ed. And you're like, all right, that was pretty good. I was, um, I was, I was very happy on the mask when Brack showed up. <laughs> oh yeah, no, Brack on the mask was so good. And the thing you notice, and this is sort of a recurring theme once you get this far into Doom's discography, he references himself a lot. Like, he'll have these weird moments of an in, inflection that are like, you don't know if he's talking about his character or actual Daniel DeMille. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, there are moments where he sort of criticizes himself as a person, and you're like, Okay, that was an odd moment of clarity coming in the middle of an adult swim gag, but all right, tell me more. Mm-hmm. So the mask has uh, Bracken Zorak in it. It also it also has Ghostface Killer from the Wu Tang in it, which is um, his sample. His guest features tend to be fifty fifty. It's either really great or eh. uh, this one is okay. Uh, Perfect hair has Shake on it again, uh, which is not. They a, call me. They call me. <laughs> Uh, which is a fine song, it's okay. Uh, Benzy Box has CeeLo Green on it and is probably one of the better songs on the album. Um, I'm not a massive fan of it just because I don't like the deep bass, that kind of like mm-hmm. reverb bass on it. Um, but man, it sounds good in a car. Oh, does it sound good. Uh, old School is Talib Kweli in it um, from Black Star, or, you know, it's just Talib Kweli, lyrics stick to your rib. Um, and old school definitely evokes like they, they sing it like uh, you know back sitting on the floor of the living room watching cartoons at 8am on a Saturday like eating bad eating expired cereal with questionable yeah. milk like 
it is definitely the song that makes you sort of like pine for that weird childhood that you didn't know everybody had. You know, you thought that was like your special place. So it's really cool. Like that one is definitely one of the stronger ones. Um, um I really liked um putting in so again, part of the part of the like addendum that I have to add to a lot of the songs on this one is, you know, even besides the ridiculousness of the of the samples, I like the song like um Basket Case. Great sample. Basket Case is probably the best immersion yeah. versus sample versus beat versus lyric. It yeah. is just a good ride the whole way through. Um, like again, the first three, I I, I kind of like the first three or four because like again, perfect hair is kind of weird because again, it's mostly the joke on that one. But um, you know, those first four are really good, and then. Old school, I like. I definitely liked old school. Yeah, ben, Benzy I, Box people either give or take. Like a lot of people like it, and a lot of people don't. So ATHF, a eh. Yeah, um, it, for having it has some of the better lines sampled, uh, but it is not as well put together, I think, as the other. No. Um, Basket Case, great sample. Um, no names. It's just weird hearing C Lab twenty twenty one. I didn't necessarily think the the raps were as good in that one. No, the Austin the hair. issue that you run into on Danger Jam especially is sometimes the sampling is better than the song. Um, it just, I mean, like I, you know, I'm glad you said that because I didn't want to say that. I mean, well, I mean, you have to be able to be critical. Like there are some songs that yeah. have are good despite the sampling, and then there are some songs that are just the sampling is really good and the song's okay. Like, Mincemeat yeah. is a very, very strong song. Uh, I was just going to say, on the flip side, uh, I was just going to say, on, like, the flip side, Mincemeat is good. Uh, Crosshairs, I'm mostly there for the brack, but... Yeah, you know, Cro Crosshairs is one of those tracks where, like, the sample sort of overshines the rest um, of it. Whereas Vats of Urine, I don't like the Moonanites like, on their own. It's not great. <laughs> like, it's just not... Like, there are a couple of lines in it that are very good, um, but for the most part, it's just not a great song. Um, and then we're coming up on my other tied for Space first hose. place. Space yes. Hose Coast to Coast. Yes. <laughs> so not only does it have the most, some of the most cohesive sampling on the thing, and this, a lot of this is original, so it's the guy that does Space Ghost who is talking to MF Doom as if he <laughs> stole the show. Um, mm -hmm. And it is such a cool ride. Uh, and the bars on it are very good. Lyrically, it's very strong. And, like, the beat is great. Like, because it's got that kind of, that weird kind of, like, jazz feel to it, kind of. It, I don't know. It's, it's very unique. Um, I, I really dug that one. Um, and it, it's funny, too, because, like, they have these, like, one of the first verses, I think it is the first verse that's not the sample. It's Doom going, how they gave his own show to Tad Ghostel. Which is Space Ghost's secret identity. It's Thaddeus Ghost. <laughs> yes. And it was just like, why would you do that? Like, it's such a bizarre thing. And then later on, he's uh, sort of switching to guests 
there's one part where he's talking about uh, have the nerve to jump in the face of race Bannon and punked out. Luckily, he deaded it. Uh, and then where's the one later? Tomorrow it's oh yeah. Uh, to the grossest host, space goes, space host, coast to coast. Uh, where's the one about Judy Jetson? Because that one's really good. So he sort of walks you through, like, who his guests are going to be later on in the week. And so you get, like, Ben, Big Ben Klingon. You get, tomorrow it's Father Guido Sarducci, who, if you don't know, is one of the best SNL characters ever made. And then you've got, uh... I don't even remember. It's just, it's a fun, weird track. And then the outro, which is done by Space Ghost again, uh, has Space Ghost saying fucking, which you didn't know you wanted until you hear it. And he's like, you think I'm just going to hand over my show to you, Doom? Have you lost your fucking mind? And like... Lost your fucking mind. Yeah. It's it's just such a weird moment in music. Like I, again, like this whole album, I want to say that it's I want to say that part part of me is just this was you know I, I had a lot of fun with the novelty is a big part of it, and you know I I don't know if it's fair of me to appreciate it you know you know for me to say like this is you know this is great when part of it is just the novelty of it. It is, it, it does have a bit of a, yeah, there's a bit of a, a, a wave to it, because you're just like, alright, this is just weird stuff, and it's cool, because it's got, like, it's, all my favorite Adult yeah, Swim guys in it. I mean, it's it's kind of like, <clears throat> you know, it's kind of like a rap equivalent of a Tenacious D album, or something like that, um, where, you know, you're just kind of, you know, part of it is you're just listening to the jokes, and, you know, there's some decent music attached to it. <laughs> Yeah, there's uh, a... I was about to say, was that the straw that broke the Jordan's back? No, I... I, I danger. <laughs> so Mouse of the Mask has that... It suffers from that problem. Um, sometimes the sampling is just better. Like, the, the jokes are really good. And even though it has, like... Honestly, there's about seven tracks on here that I just put... I would put on repeat and listen to for days. Um, so the go-home on this is, what, Bada Bing? Um, which is fine. It's not... It's definitely not as good as the rest of the album. It's, it's not as it's definitely not as good as the preceding track. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you had swapped Bada Bing and Space Hose, I think Space Hose would have been a much better go home. Space Space Hose should have been the last one, just so we could end it with "fuck you." You're, you're, are you out of your fucking mind? You're out of your fucking mind. And uh, so walking through, um, you get a lot of weird childhood stuff out of this one. Like, all, most of us, uh, and by most of us, I mean anybody from, like, what, 25 to 35? Um, all of us have grown up with Adult Swim and Toonami in some form or fashion. Like, it's just how it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when you I get mean, one of these weird, yeah. tangential kind of mix mashes of the day, because this came out in, like, 2005. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize that, like, Okay, this is better than it has any right to be. <laughs> but there's even one of my favorite lines in because we're going back to like weird stuff that you didn't know was going to happen. Uh, El Chupanibre has got a track in it that says, uh, Dumil got her like Inuyasha got Kagome. Yes! <laughs> and you didn't, you didn't know you wanted that until you heard it. 
And honestly, the thing that sucks is that is prefaced by a beat drop and uh, him pulling back vocal a little bit. And he says, uh, Jam, act like you know me, even with a mask on, show me what you owe me. And it's a great set of lines before it. And then you hear the Inuyasha thing, and it kind of throws the entire validity of it out. You're like, all right, that was a really cool bar. Oh, you make an Inuyasha joke. This motherfucker. <laughs> like, there's a lot of that on this album. So we, uh, I think we've kicked an hour. So give me, uh, give me your overall. Like, I brought you into the realm of bizarre hip hop. <laughs> So if I so, I'm just gonna take a like a 30 second tangent to also just say real quick. I listened to a couple of other stuff. I listened to Escape from Monster Island, which I didn't really honestly get super into because again, it was kind of like what I said would take me to your leader, where it was kind of all over the place. Um, I listened to some of Born Like This, which starts off with super villain intro, has some good stuff. Um, you know, I, like, there's not really a whole lot I can say about that one. I've only listened to that one once. And I also checked out under when he was under, I guess, uh, Victor Vaughn. Yeah, which he always does. That one was right. and, Von Hill Villain is good. It's just not everybody's got, I was, thing. I actually like that one's kind of more R&B on it. A little, yeah. It's, it's a little deeper into that. And I like that's that was kind of something that I got into. Um but anyway, going for I guess the the, the big takeaway, um, I ha- I have to concede that on some level I'm just it's just not for me. It is um, it's very much at odds with what I look for in music, and especially you mentioned like the lack of hook is something that does take away a lot for me. Um, I think that. I really, I, I liked Operation Doomsday, partially, again, I think the novelty on that one, and the same with Danger Doom, the, or, again, I keep saying it by the name instead of the name of the album. Mouse the Mask. Uh, it, it, there's only two of them, people generally know which one you're referencing, I think, right? Um, you know, those two I did enjoy, but a big part of that was the novelty of it. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I and, you know... I definitely appreciated that part of it. I definitely appreciate the mixing of hip hop rap with these kind of weird samples from cartoons, this kind of weird character he builds with, uh, especially in Observation Doomsday with being like, with being Dr. Doom, with being a supervillain kind of dude. And I kind of dig that. I really do. Um, but when, you know, the, the beats, you know, are mostly the, they're just for background where you have the rapping as the main focus. It's never going to quite be the thing. It's never going to quite get me interested. Um, I think personally, and I don't know if you wanted to, if you want to real quick, give a top five, like tracks to, you know, get people into on. Sure. Like what, what you as a like, first time doom listener, like, what were your five? Uh, well, one, Hey, I have to go off that one. All right. I, I can do it. Um, Space Hose. I think that's, like, the best of that album, so I think that's, like, a really solid one. Then, I guess, then I would say that, or Sofa King, kind of, like, mixing it in there. Um, uh, uh, Honestly, from 
Uh, honestly, from I'm trying to look up Vince the the vaudeville album. Um, he's he's going off script, guys. I am going off script um, because that one had one on it that I really liked and wanted to share. Um, ah, crap. Um, Radon, saliva, pops not, never dead. Modern day mugging. Let me watch. Open mic night. Dead mouse. Lactose and lecithin. Lick upon. The drop, which is actually a very good track. Um. Open mic night was good. <laughs> open mic night is very good, but it's uh, it's a little. Villain was really good. Yeah, o- open mic night is kind of a weird. Like we've got a bunch of. MCs, let's see what kind of weird nonsense we can kind of flow together with. And it's a very it's a very strong set of tracks. Part one is definitely better than two, though. Uh, that, that whole album was actually produced by RJD2, who is um, a mostly famous uh, producer from Ohio. So he got out of Ohio. So that was, <laughs> that was pretty big. Probably Let Me Watch from that one. Let Me Watch was a, a, a Let Me Watch is a very odd song, but it's fun. I would throw in like um, I would throw in uh, also from Operation Doomsday. Um, uh, Doom, are you awake? Uh, yeah, I mean, and when, then, and the instrumentals are strong. Like you can recommend them; it's fine. Yeah, I, it's, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dan. Okay, Dan. Um, and then honestly, from. Uh, Um, honestly, from, uh, promise from Take Me to Your Leader, Monster Zero. <laughs> Monster Zero is very good. Like, that would be, like, I think the five that I would be, like, you know, this is a guy who does this kind of, like, has these interesting samples and this other good, you know, and this interesting lyrics so if you like these you either take a either take your pick if you want it to be closer to a rap album or closer to a novelty and go from there (laughs) so if i um if i'm trying to get somebody into this um i will probably start with all caps off of mad dog um it's sort of a good intro there's nothing insanely deep about it but it is a very consistent song um, is it, that honestly is a pretty good one. It, 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 it's an insanely, it's not even my favorite on the album, but it's the consistency of it is important. Um, off of Mouse of the Mask, I would probably say El Chupa Nibre. Um, it's a little faster of a song, so if you're not used to it, you don't really get it, but it, it, it sort of gives you the idea of the rest of the album. Because um, I don't, I would not want to spoil somebody listening from beginning to end with Space Hose. Because like when that's, when that track comes up, it is very strong. <laughs> um, Operation Doomsday. Rhymes Like Dimes is still a classic. Like, it has always been a great track. Um, Go With The Flow is also pretty good. Um, and then, like, once you kind of digest a little bit of Doom, I would honestly say Accordion. <laughs> like, Accordion is such a good like song. And it's one of those songs that, like, it's got good flow. It's got good lyrics. The beat, you're not going to hear many people rhyme over an accordion. Uh, joke's on you. Yes, it is titled as such. <laughs> um, and it's it's just a very unique song. And that was the first one I ever heard by Doom off of uh, Villainy. Because like between Doomsday and Mad Villainy, I didn't 
really keep up. Um, it was just something that you know popped back up at a later time, and I was like, oh, okay, this is really cool. Um, and it was that was the first one I heard off of that album, and I was sold. Like I, Al Caps was the single, and I heard Accordion first, I believe, off of. It's probably YouTube, I believe, but I couldn't even tell you. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's our bite off of MF Doom. Um, we're going to try to start getting more of these things put out. Uh, we're looking into some publishing and figuring that out, uh, which is, I don't know, this will be like 10 episodes in, so now you're going to be like, but I'm hearing all of these. And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> that is exactly how that works. Um, so... Take it or leave it. Would you recommend MF Doom to a non-hip-hop fan? Yeah, actually, yes. In the same way that I would recommend you go listen to Frontier Psychiatry. <laughs> oh, from Avalanches? Yeah. Like, it, it's got a um, unique sound. I agree. Um, like... Or in the same way that I would recommend you go check out kind of like, um, what's another really weird example? Like, uh, it's kind of like recommending somebody go check out, um, he is he, like, the man's an original. It's kind of like asking somebody to go check out, uh, Blind Guardian. In. And I say that in the sense of they are very unique, and there are not many people that do that thing. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Um. And I, I, you know, I say the avalanches like that's like they 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 kind of built their career doing that kind of weird sampling plus beats. You know, I think that I would I would recommend it. You know, if like in the same sense, I would be like, hey, this is something kind of weird. Check it out. You know, especially, especially mouse, uh, mouses with mouses. <laughs> wow. Mouse with um, a mask. Yeah, mouse with a mask. Like that, that was a trip. <laughs> um, I would honestly recommend that to people, as, even if they're not hip hop listeners, because it's definitely different and it's funny. Um, Operation Doomsday is kind of in that same park where i could definitely see myself see myself like if i was just swapping songs with somebody be like hey here's something different here you go yeah like it's, it's definitely something you put on a mixtape for your your buddy who doesn't know a whole lot about music and go man you want to hear some uh, weird uh, shit like on, and honestly i couldn't recommend the same thing for mad villainy i don't think if you're into hip-hop you might you would get into that and honestly even more so would take me to your leader just because it's really weird and there's lots of there's lots of guests on that one that that you you know, like, to me, it's like, I have no real reference for this stuff, and there's a point where it gets a little distracting. Yeah, I can, I can follow with that. So, uh, there it is. We, uh, we just gave you a bite of MF Doom. I, uh, I introduced a, uh, young, uh, a young child to MF Doom, and he's still alive. I, I give it, I give it a somewhere between a Caesar in like a thumbs up <laughs> so you're not yeah you're kind of you're kind of the, the arena hover you're like yeah, like, like you know honestly it's it's not my thing i'll cop to that but i could definitely see myself putting on a couple tracks when i'm when i'm just kind of like doing something else and 
Yeah, like honestly, he's definitely worth checking out if you're into hip hop and don't like uh, like I I think he's pretty. I think it's a cool. It's I think it's cool stuff. You know, one hundred percent. I like I like the novelty, especially. Well, I did my part, Internet. You gotta you gotta give this man more to listen to, so you can add him all you want. We're uh, at what what is our Twitter? At uh, Bardic Community. At Bardic Community, and then uh, we've got uh, Bardic Community College of Gmail, so you can. Uh, Yell at us. You'll be, yeah, you'll be coming in on a, on a big backlog of stuff because uh, I'm terrible at life. Yeah, we're fine. So, uh, and uh, I think, uh, uh, you know, I think one good way to end these uh, music music casts is, unlike everything else that we organize a little differently, these ones we have to put a lot of work into because we have to listen to the music. And yeah, there's, there's a lot more a study and digest that go into these specifically. Like, and, our Metallica and, uh, one took two weeks. This one's been in the works for about, about, a month. about a month. And I'll be the first to say, like, this is out of my wheelhouse, and I, you know, I feel like a little bit, like, there's a lot of times where I was just like, I like this, and I didn't like this, and I don't necessarily have a whole lot to add. Um, so... I think our next one, uh, did you want to do yes? Um, we could. Um, I, I think we need to swap off for a couple of episodes, so we'll probably have some in-between here in the next one, but uh, we can we can talk about it and figure out like how we want to digest <laughs> yes. Because um, I think going forward, like I think our metallic one, and this one's over an hour now anyway, so it's not like it really matters. Um, but I think uh, we I think we should pick bits uh, going forward, like we did with Madden like we did with MF Doom, like pick four albums okay. that are kind of considered like, these are your forays, let's do that. Because um, I think our Metallica one was more of a Metallica biography and then a bunch of Napster gags, which was fine, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> that was the, the best part. Who knew the drummer was a dick? My God, I, the, uh, my God, like, I mean, I'm surprised we got as much content as we did out of talking uh out of talking this but um you know it goes to show you know there's uh, you know i think this will be a recurring theme here on barter community college is you know it's all about the discovery man you gotta learn and that's why you're going to a shitty community college hey all right that's it from us have a good one